Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got a crazy story of an entitled mom having to call the cops. But first, a story from Scallybrow Spinster. Entitled Dad, My Baby Deserves Other People's Cupcakes I worked in a nursery school in an expensive neighborhood of an expensive city. We had 24 three-year-olds in the class. By May, we took a walking field trip one day a week to a playground four blocks away. We'd take snacks with us and some balls to play with on the b-ball court and baseball field, and at least four parents would come with us to help supervise because the area was spread out, and kids can zip away unless extra eyes help keep track. The children had been playing and, of course, there are other children and parents and nannies etc. at the playground as well. We got all our children together for a snack, they sit on picnic blankets and have crackers and apples and water. It's nursery school so there's always a chaotic aspect to it, trying to keep everyone seated and hand sanitized and pass food and water cups and give additional servings when kids are done collecting trash. This day is special though, it was a birthday. One child was wearing a colorful paper crown, and the parent was one of our chaperones and brought cupcakes for the class. Hooray! The children ate their healthy food, and we sang happy birthday, and several adults helped pass out the cupcakes to our large group of three-year-olds, clamoring for sugary treats. In the midst of all this hurry, a dad and his kid bellied up to the picnic table where the box of cupcakes are, and he had the gumption to ask, My daughter saw your cupcakes, and she was wondering if she can have one too. The girl was about the same age as our class, and she was entirely quiet. I had no idea if she'd asked her dad or if it was his idea. She definitely wasn't fussing about it or asking as far as I saw. I found the request completely exasperating. I told him, you can see we have a large school group to look after. I don't know if there will be any cupcakes left for your kid. Excuse me, I need to pass out cupcakes to the class. I dropped off some cupcakes and came back for more. The guy was still there and speaking with the birthday child's parent, who, much nicer than I, passed his entitled butt a cupcake for his kid. Whatever. The end? Nope. A week or two later, we were back at the playground on our regular day. To exit the park, the children had to walk up a long ramp to the gate, and exit onto the sidewalk we take back to school. Our jostling group had their jackets, and were finding partners' hands and such. When my coworker and I noticed the cupcake begging dad is there, setting up a birthday party for his daughter at the picnic tables. Coworker and I are towards the front of the line, and we emerge from the ramp onto the sidewalk while we wait for the rest of the kids and adults to straggle up the ramp. The fence surrounding the playground is covered with thick vines that look like a hedge. You can't see through them at all. My coworker and I were talking about noticing the little girl's dad setting up the birthday party. I cracked a joke that I should have gone up to him and asked for 24 cupcakes for our whole class. We had just started to cackle when the dad stepped through the gate. There was no way he didn't hear us, six feet away on the other side of the fence, walking towards us as we spoke the last couple sentences. He skittered by looking down and didn't say anything. 
Do you think it's a trashy thing for this parent to walk up with their kid at this party, clearly seeing a class there, and asking them if they had an extra one to give to their daughter who has no relation to the class? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Kibu Fox. Entitled mother makes her child sick. Some context before going into this. My friend is a park ranger at one of the more popular state parks in my home state. He has a whole laundry list of duties, but one in particular is an educational purpose. In the last weeks before summer starts, schools in the area will undertake a field trip out to the park. This field trip encourages parents to join in, as while they get to experience the beauty of the park, it also doubles as a way to help parents learn how to recognize troublesome plants in the park and what to do to avoid them. Alternatively, if little Billy gets poison ivy on him, how best to treat it? General stuff, really, and you'd think that most people would know to avoid various things. Yet, to hear my friend talk, it's like info goes in one ear, bounces around in the brain pan, and then oozes out the other ear. Such with what happened a few years back. So, a few years back, I want to say 2013, maybe 2014, a group of students and parents had descended on the park. These kids were generally well-behaved, though there were a number of them that weren't. Happens with every group of kids, so truth be known, the rangers are used to this behavior. There's almost always at least one Karen in the parents' group, but the rangers tend to just smile and nod and sometimes play dumb. Good luck on calling the rangers' boss, as you'll have to bug someone in the governor's office, but I digress. So in this particular year, the rangers had a number of various plants spread out on the table with descriptions of them and warnings, each plant having some poisonous effect, though none of them would be considered fatal. They'd make you wish for death, as anyone who's gotten poison ivy on their privates can attest, but you won't die from them. The class was simple, walking parents and students through what the various plants were, where they might be found, and what would happen if someone came in contact with them. As part of the class, the students were encouraged to come up and file by, taking a look at the plants so they could recognize them. That's where things turned bad. My friend recalled one mother pointing over at one of the displays and laughing, saying something like, Look, it's tiny watermelons. My friend the park ranger told her that while the small plants looked harmless, they were probably the worst plant on the table, and cautioned her that though they may look tasty, the patty melon was something that she really didn't want to come in contact with, as to do so would make them very sick. The mother tutted at him and tottered off, with her son and his friends in tow. It took all of four or five minutes for the chaos to start. The mother suddenly started vomiting, followed by her son and three or four other kids. The vomiting would not stop. Even after their stomachs were emptied, they kept dry heaving, and they would vomit up anything that they tried to keep down. This sent the rangers into a panic, prompting them to call for ambulances and calling a halt on the entire field trip while they tried to sort out what had happened. Even after the EMTs arrive and start doing whatever they can to stop the vomiting and generally failing, no one was quite sure what on earth these people had come in contact with. There were suspicions of course, but nothing concrete. It wasn't until a break in the vomiting came that someone said that all they had done was eat one of those tiny melons from the table. The tiny melons, Cucumis myriocarpus, also known as the prickly patty melon or patty melon, is a plant which at a glance does look like a tiny watermelon. However, unlike the watermelon, these plants induce vomiting in anyone or anything that consumes them, 
Even a single melon is known to cause cattle and horses to experience bowel-cleansing projectile explosions and has been known to cause death in high concentrations. Exactly what happened wouldn't be revealed until a couple days later, after the investigation into the incident was concluded. The mother had ignored my friend's warning that the melons were poisonous, and thinking that she knew better, picked several of them off the table. She handed those to her son, who gave some to his friends, who, like she, ate them. It didn't take long for these melons to teach them the error of their ways, and it stood to reason that none of them would ever trust any melon-like plant from that point forward. To this day, the incident is used as a teaching moment by the rangers for two reasons. First, it warns the rangers to keep a very close eye on parents and students as they observe the displayed plants. Secondly, it's used to warn visitors as to just how dangerous something that seems so harmless could actually be. Do you guys think those kids grew up to absolutely despise actual watermelon? Like, do you think if you grew up with this experience from your parent giving you that, you think you would be just completely done on watermelon? My guess is probably. Our next story is from Kitty Mask. Entitled mother expects me to let her check her out first because she's with two school-age children. Now don't get me wrong, I'll let a heavily pregnant woman go first in line, or someone with a very small baby, but demanding you should be first in line just because you're with your two small children? I'm not good at guessing kids' ages, but they must have been five to seven. If my mom had done it back in the day, everyone would have laughed at her. Why do we coddle entitled parents these days? I mean, don't get me wrong, if I'm at the store and I've got nowhere to be like I'm not in a rush or anything, I probably wouldn't mind letting a parent with a fussy child go in front of me, especially because I'm not really a confrontational person, so I don't like to just like stand there awkwardly after saying no. But OP does like raise a really good point about coddling people like that. The more you say yes and let these people go for whatever reason, the more they're going to just keep trying to do it, right? This next story is from Interesting Love 444 Me and albino friend get stopped by an entitled mother and her child. Okay. So just for starters, I have testicular cancer and I had chemo yesterday. My friend, who we'll call Dawn, were walking through the park in London. We were talking and some woman's calling someone. She looked up and saw us and she said, All right, Sam, I need to do something. We'll speak later. Bye. She hung up and the first thing she says is, Oh no, honey, the body paint for being black doesn't work. And you, she points at me, don't wear a beanie here, it's too warm. And it rips off my beanie. Let me remind you that I'm bald because I have testicular cancer. My friend steps in and says, Hey, what the heck? She replies, Don't curse in front of my child. It's unholy and illegal, you fake A-word, N-word. She was very white. And you, points at me again, You are not bald. And grabs my head, trying to rip off my skin, thinking it's a bald cap. Her kid runs away to their car, and we run as well. Then she calls the freaking cops on us. That was a long hour. Anyway, it's over now, and she did steal my beanie. All I know is if the events of the story are true and took place, I feel incredibly bad for OP, and that lady is the absolute scum of scum and also a huge hypocrite to boot. Our next story is from Random Galdam. Entitled mother gate crashes birthday gathering to accuse my son of swearing at her child. So this happened last year on my mother's birthday, and probably isn't as bad as some entitled mothers on here. My eldest child was at the time 13. He's a lovely boy who I always get compliments about how polite and articulate he is. That being said, he can be a pain, and I'm the first to admit he's not innocent. 
I know full well when he's not telling the truth because he can't lie to save his life. Anyway, it's Mother's Day and we all gathered in her garden. There's one more house next to her than a park. My son and nephew asked if they could go to the park whilst they waited for food, so we let them go. When the food's ready, we call them back up. I noticed a little girl in the park. She looked no older than four. It was the same girl that ran behind my car as I was reversing onto the drive when I arrived. We all sat down to eat and this woman comes storming towards the garden. I kid you not, she was in her PJs and slipper socks, no shoes. She looked at her daughter and went, which one was it? She pointed straight at my son and said, that one. At this point, I'm like, um, excuse me, that's my child, what has he done? So the mother responds with, he's been swearing at my child. I looked at him and said, did you swear at this little girl? He literally stood there looking all shocked and said no. So I looked at her and went, well, there's your answer, he didn't. She starts getting all angry saying, are you calling my daughter a liar? At this point, I'm getting annoyed because I know my son and that's one thing he does not do is swear at little kids or anyone else for that matter because he knows I won't tolerate it. So we looked at her and said, listen, don't come up here in your PJs and slipper socks looking like a typical council estate mom on a rampage accusing my child of something he didn't do. If you were actually out there watching your little child instead of leaving her in a park on our own with two teenage boys, you would actually know what actually happened. At this point, she's practically frothing at the mouth. My family are all sat there laughing at the thought of my son swearing at a little girl. She storms off down the road, dragging the kid behind her. I looked at the boys and said, if I find out that kid was telling the truth, so help me God, I will never allow you out on your own again. They both started arguing that they didn't, and I believe them as they aren't bad kids. A few days later, I rocked back up at my parents' house to find my autistic brother sat in his car freaking out because the same kid is in their garden and he's worried she's going to accuse him of something. So I jump out of my car, tell her she shouldn't be in other people's gardens without their permission, and to run home to her mother, who still to this day gives me dirty looks when she sees me. Honestly, good on OP for jumping out of the car and telling that kid point blank, hey kid, beat it, your mom is annoying. By the way, if you're enjoying these videos, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Each one has awesome stories like this next one from tell me a username. My grandma demands I give my skateboard to my cousin. Oh boy, this one was fun to watch unfold. When I was in the first grade, Zeke and Luther were rocking in my country. Every kid my age knew them and watched the show on a daily basis, so obviously everyone wanted to be a skateboarder and do tricks and race and stuff. I bought a skateboard out of my own hard-earned money. I paid around 75 money, which I think was approximately $25 to $30 at the time, and I got this really cool adult-sized, because there were also a kid-sized, skateboard like the ones in the show, and it had a cool graphic with something like a tech town map on the bottom. Really cool. Anyway, I always sucked at it and never really liked using it, but it's still something I hold dear and will never ever give it away or let anyone else use it because it's mine, like fully mine. Anyway, a week or so ago, a cousin of mine, 10 year old female I think, came to visit and somehow saw it under my bed and asked my mom if she could have it since I'm not using it anymore. My mom said no and that was that. There's another cousin, 11-year-old female I think, I'm not really sure, I just know she's one year older, whose parents work abroad. And she grew up with my grandma, so you can imagine who's the favorite grandkid. 
I'm not saying it's the girl's fault, but my grandma is super protective sometimes, to the point that it gets dumb. And you'll see what I'm talking about. 10-year-old cousin went to visit 11-year-old cousin a few days ago, and they had an argument in which the 10-year-old told the 11-year-old that I agreed to give her my skateboard, which, as I said above, is a lie. The 10-year-old only said this despite the 11-year-old. Here's where it gets interesting. The 11-year-old actually went to grandma and apparently cried because of it. Can you imagine crying because I'm giving my skateboard to someone else? Which I'm not. When she didn't even want a skateboard in the first place? Now my grandma gets into super protective mode and calls my mom to berate her for giving my skateboard to the 10-year-old because, and I quote, Does she want to get the 11-year-old sick? Huh? What is the 11-year-old going to do now without a skateboard? And the conclusion, we should give the skateboard to the 11-year-old instead. Like, what the actual freak? Long story short, my mom got to the bottom of it. The 10-year-old had admitted to lying just despite the 11-year-old. Mom told grandma that the skateboard is going nowhere, and apparently this made the 11-year-old cry even harder? She was heck-bent on getting that skateboard, and my grandma now changed her mind and said that if I don't give it to the 11-year-old, I should at least give it to the 10-year-old so they both can enjoy it. They're neighbors. And my mom's like, we aren't giving away any skateboards? Meanwhile, my mom kept me updated, and she seemed amused at first, but now my grandma's insisting that the skateboard is starting to piss her off. Currently, this is where it ends. I can guarantee that skateboard is going nowhere, but I can keep you guys updated if you want to hear some other dumb, made-up reasons. You know what's a really good behavior to reinforce as a parental figure? When your kid's whining and complaining. You know, when the kid doesn't get something so they start crying, yeah, you should just give them something to make them stop crying. That's gonna really just raise them up to be a good person. No amount of entitled or spoilt or pampered behaviors are going to arise out of that. My advice would be for that grandma to go to their local Walmart or something, buy a very basic $25 skateboard, give it to the kids. If they end up using it, that's great and a great reason to buy a better skateboard. Otherwise, they'll probably use it two, three times and then leave it under their bed too. Our next story is from Wa Geng. The time I inadvertently ended up babysitting a four-year-old on a five and a half hour long flight. This happened about 10 years ago. Back then, I had to travel for work every so often. The travel was always last minute, which meant I typically ended up in a middle seat. This particular flight was from Miami, Florida to Seattle, Washington. It's a long flight at around five and a half hours, but I was used to traveling a lot, so I always had things to keep me occupied. When I boarded the plane, I was seated towards the very back. In the window seat was an older woman. No one was in the aisle seat or in the other seats across the row. I got settled in and waited to see who would be sitting in the aisle seat. After most of the plane was full, a family of four made their way down the aisle and set up next to me. It was a mom, a dad, a four-year-old girl, and a boy, probably around two or three. To my surprise, the parents and the boy sat at the seats across and let the four-year-old sit next to me. This seemed like an odd arrangement to me, as my parents always boxed us in so we wouldn't bother other people. But I wasn't worried because the parents were two feet away. The plane eventually taxied and took off. The young girl was very polite. We talked a little bit about how old she was and if she had flown before. It was around this time that I asked her what she was going to do on the flight since it was so long. She just shrugged and said, I don't know. I then looked over to her parents, hoping they would pull out a book or something. 
Sadly, both parents and the little boy were fast asleep. As this was a business trip, I had planned to catch up on some work during the flight. We didn't have Wi-Fi on planes much back then, but I had things to write up and I had an offline copy of some emails I wanted to dig through. However, the little girl kept talking and asking if I had anything to do. Now, at this point, I could have put on some headphones and just ignored the kid for the remainder of the flight. I know others would do the same. Actually, when the woman next to me heard the little girl had nothing to do, she wished me good luck and opened a book, proceeding to ignore me the rest of the flight, which I don't blame her for. I know others would ignore the kid, but it wasn't her fault her parents didn't bother to have anything for her to do. I felt bad, so I started coming up with things to keep the kid busy. I asked the flight attendant for a pen, explaining how the kid had nothing to do for the flight. They were kind enough to bring me a few pens. Then I grabbed the airsick bags and showed the little girl how they could be puppets. I then asked her to create some characters out of those puppets so we could use them. That occupied her for a little bit. We then played with the puppets for a little bit. We looked through the onboard magazine together and talked some. Around this time, the movie was about to be shown. Back then, we didn't have screens in the back of every seat. It was just one movie on these tiny TVs that hung off the overhead bins, and you had to use your own headphones to listen. You could also buy headphones, super cheap ones for a dollar. I didn't care what the movie was, but I paid a dollar for the headphones and told the kid to enjoy. I'm pretty sure the movie was PG-13, but I didn't care. She watched the movie and I was able to get some work done. Around three and a half hours into the flight, they served a meal to everyone. This is when the parents finally woke up. Meanwhile, the TV that had shown the movie was now showing some TV shows and the kid kept watching. Eventually, we landed finally safe and sound in Seattle. Since we were in the back of the plane, we had to wait while everyone got off the plane. The people seated in front of me turned around and said to me, your daughter was so well behaved on the flight today. You raised her right. I smiled and said, she really was well behaved, but she isn't my daughter. I never met her before this flight. Her parents are over there. The people gave me funny looks and said, but we heard you doing games with her. I know, I said, she didn't have anything to do. I kind of shrugged, indicating I knew how odd the situation was. Eventually, we were able to leave. The parents never thanked me. Instead, they simply asked the little girl if she had a good flight and left. Honestly, God bless OP for going out of their way to entertain this kid, not only for the parents' sake, but for the kid's sake, because, like, you can't help but feel a little bad for a kid that's strapped into a plane away from their family, even if it's just across the row, for five and a half hours with nothing to do. It's also pretty easy to say that the parents are jerks. Our next story is from Too Little Too Late NR5. Thanks for showing your true colors. No more retirement beach house for you, entitled mom. This saga has been unfolding over the past 10 months, and it slowed down enough for me to sit back and just take it all in. I, 32-year-old female, met future husband, 42-year-old male, four years ago, and are happily engaged. We're taking our time with the wedding planning and are generally just enjoying looking at options related to building our future houses. I say houses as plural because future husband and I purchased two pieces of land that still need to be developed. But we're not about to break the bank for the sake of starting construction this instant. Besides, we still haven't fully agreed on what exactly we're going to build. We both decided on the interior design and the amount of rooms, but my preference means more money on the foundation, etc. But I'm going completely off topic here. So my mother, 64-year-old female, is retiring in less than two years. 
Although she was initially a bit standoffish about our relationship, it didn't take long for mom to warm up to future husband to the point where even the cell phone assistant helping me in the mall that one time raised his brow at how openly she flirted with him. Gross, right? Three years ago, we hosted my mom for the first time ever. It was a first time for her in this country as well, so it was kind of a big deal. We went out of our way to plan activities, different locations, and even arranged for a quick drive to another country just across the border for a buffet lunch. In hindsight, I guess this is where we messed up. Because my mother got the idea that future husband is loaded. He isn't, but we're well off financially. At least, we're better off than any of my immediate family members. With the exception of my younger sister who's married and can afford two dogs, two cats, and a beautiful house plus the odd weekend getaway with her husband. Long story short, mom's concerned about her lack of retirement plan. Younger sister and my brother-in-law had just bought the house back then, and my older sister was, slash still is, unemployed due to her position in the company being made obsolete. She's also a deadbeat ex, two teenage sons, and is studying her butt off for a bachelor's, so needless to say, she stretched thin as is. Between us siblings, we agreed that a retirement home was out of the question. Mom has no property to her name, and only has us to rely on. So the decision was made that I would be most able to see to mom's retirement while my two sisters helped financially and emotionally, etc., as best as they could. Future husband was all in because his culture practically revolves around family. We're already supporting his own parents in some ways, so why not include my mom as well? Well, 10 months ago, my mom came to visit again, two weeks this time, with my aunt, her older sister, in tow. They live together, and mom's the breadwinner. Timing wasn't great because we were still kind of negotiating the land and future husband was under excessive pressure at work. This meant we couldn't entertain mom and aunt like we'd entertained mom back then and I'm pretty sure aunt was expecting more than what we were able to give. Everything besides their own travel costs was paid for by the way, so yeah. All the while, my aunt had wiggled herself into this retirement arrangement because, in all honesty... Her own daughter plus grandkids are most certainly not able to give her anything except maybe a single bed in a room. One thing you need to know about my mother is that she has some pretty problematic views on men and life in general. My aunt tends to add fuel to whichever view suits her agenda at any given time. Therefore, the two of them together can either be a fantastic time or a literal heck. I don't know what the heck they've been telling each other before the visit, but it was clear that both agreed I needed to, quite bluntly, get as much out of this man as I possibly can, plus make sure my name's on every policy, every bank account, and every legal document as the main beneficiary because he treats you like trash, and what happens if something happens to him and you're stuck in this foreign country completely alone? They even went as so far as to ask if I had direct access to his finances. Um, I do, but that's none of their business. Then the showstopper. One late afternoon, while we're at a friend's holiday home for a long weekend, mom straight up walks towards me and in the presence of my friend states, you better not have any children with that man. To be fair, she didn't know my friend could understand our language, but what the heck, man? It took a few days, but I eventually revealed to future husband all that they had said after mom and aunt left. At first he wanted us to uphold our promise to build mom a retirement home, 
but during the past months he's finally decided that no, we're not going to reward my mother's toxicity with a fully equipped luxury house on the beach as a retirement home. I've since made it clear multiple times, yet unfortunately no family member, with the exception of my father, they've been divorced for like two decades, takes me seriously. That's fine though. I mean, yeah, if you're with somebody that you're dedicated to, you have a good thing with, and your own mom's coming through like just battering them and making false accusations and trying to run their name through the dirt, you would be hard pressed to then turn around and give that said person a home. And our final story of the day is by Cypher Strike, entitled Mom Calls Cops After I Body Slam Her Son Because He Hit My Autistic Brother. Okay, so basically, I, 16-year-old male, took my 10-year-old brother out for the day. Everything was going well until we decided to go get some boba. Now, my brother's autism is a bit severe, and he tends to just randomly scream here and then. So while we were in the line, he did just that and scared this kid in front of us who was with his mom. This made him drop his boba. I tried to apologize on my brother's behalf, explained his condition, and even offered to pay him for another. The mother, though, started lashing out and said some seriously messed up stuff like, I don't want your money, you should use it for your brother's therapy, and he deserves to be in a mental hospital. All because her kid, who was actually like 14 or 15, got scared and dropped his boba. I was about to leave with my brother in disgust when this guy takes a swing at my brother and hits him in the chest. I wasn't going to do anything to that, but I swear he was about to take another swing. Before that, I grabbed him and slammed him on one of the tables. Then the mom started screaming louder than a World War II siren and told people around that I just assaulted her son, who apparently had anger issues. When I saw her calling the cops, I just laughed and went to check on my brother who was crying and yelling in pain, since nobody ever hit him that hard before. I wasn't worried because the place had cameras and witnesses who clearly saw how demented they were. Fast forward a month, she's now facing a 2000 fine and her son was put back on probation. For that kid's safety, I hope I never see him again. Yeah, uh, considering that kid got placed back on probation probably did have a legitimate anger problem. So before this entitled mother goes around telling somebody that they should pay for somebody's therapy, maybe they need to do a little self-reflection first. Or maybe it was projection. Either way, now they have to pay for a whole new thing of boba and an extra $2,000. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.